There is a skill that is superior to all others in art, and that is patience. Now, you either heard that and got pissed off because you hated that this most important skill is a personality trait and not a hard objective part of drawing, or you have been doing this long enough to know that it is the truth immediately. You have just come up face first against this enough times to know that patience is everything, especially patience with yourself on the art journey. That is really, it's hard to come by and it is so valuable, very, very important. Patience also includes patience with how long the journey is, patience with confusion and the unknown, patience with things like artist block and fear and feeling directionless. All of these things can feel very um, energizing on our journey when we come up against them. You know, when you when you have artist block, I think the tendency for most artists is to be very impatient with themselves and with the block. It uh, it seems to set off alarms in the mind that say, we got to fix this. We got to find a way to get through this. It really uh, it energizes us. It moves us to action. It creates a, a hard little coal of volitional desire down in the core of our, our little artist heart. And it doesn't need to be that way. You can be patient with it. You can instead accept and see how it pans out and just feel it happening to you. And that will make it a little easier for you to be patient with yourself. We so quickly, when we lose patience with something that's going wrong in the practice, we get very self-reflexive about it. We immediately start putting that back on ourselves. I have artist block and I'm not a good artist because I'm blocked. I should have found a way to prevent these blocks. How long have I been doing this? I really should know how to avoid this, how to get around this. It's all nonsense. That's all nonsense. Patience can be developed. Not, not actively, I don't think. I don't think there's a way to... There's not like an exercise you can do that while you do it, you can, uh, you know softly applaud yourself and say, ah, yes, you're working on your patience now. This is so important for the practice. I don't think there's a way to do that. But you can increase the chances that you will be in the temperamental mood to be patient, depending on how you work and what you focus on and where you put your efforts. I think it's very useful to focus on the intimate parts of our practice, the way we draw, why we draw, not on a superficial level, not on an industry level, not on a comparing ourselves level, just why we draw for us. It's good to focus on why we are interested in the parts of drawing that we are interested in. I think that as we consider these things and focus on these things, usually for most people, the answers that are produced, the answers that come from those considerations are um, 
highly self-sympathetic. They tend to heal us of a lot of our rushing, our insistence that we know exactly what we should be doing with our practice and what fruit that is supposed to bear. And if it doesn't bear it, then we're doing something wrong and we really need to reassess and judge ourselves and admit that mom and dad were right the whole time. It's not necessary. That is not necessary. When you instead focus on, let's say, let's take for example, the way your ideas present, right? Not the ideas themselves, not judging the ideas themselves. When you focus on the way your ideas present, noticing how when you're in the car, just on a long drive, some picture will pop into your mind. What does it look like when it pops into your mind? Is it hazy? Is it crisp? Is it an understanding of shapes and forms? Or is it an impression of color? What do you see when your ideas first present themselves? I know this all that can seem very airy and kind of abstract, but the vast majority of the artists that I've talked to who are operating on high levels have a pretty strong intuition about the nature of their ideas and how they interface with them. It's different for everybody. And I think that almost all artists are naturally inclined to be fascinated by discoveries about the nature of their ideas and how they present. I know for me personally, once I started focusing on those things, um, it greatly increased my patience with myself. It's a little difficult to put into words. The flavor is somewhat, um, what's it like? Once I started noticing how uh, personal and clear my initial ideas were when they come to me, and how I was, and still do and always do, edit them heavily and sort of compromise on them and uh, change them and make concessions in them, make concessions to expectations on top of those ideas, it did make me much more patient with my work. Once I, once I started realizing and admitting to myself that it was the very conscious part of my practice, the part that I can grab onto almost universally, the critical, judgmental, and analytical parts of the practice are the only ones I can consciously grasp onto. But I saw that that part was actually doing the least useful work in the process. Um, it made me much more patient with the overall arc because I saw that too much of it is out of my control for me to justify passing judgment on myself or how things are going. Ideas just 
come. You can feel very convinced that you are editing skillfully and changing them based on true, like rational, conscious choices. But those first ideas, the bases that happen before all of that, they just come. You really don't author those things on your own. And everything is built on them. The conscious part of our practice can get a little, uh, a little reachy, a little greedy, and claim all the glory for itself. But there is simply no evidence that can be presented for that if you watch carefully. I believe it's always an error to think about things that way. Doesn't mean I think that needs to change or be put down. I don't think that's possible, but give credit where credit is due. So what are you going to do with that deep inner part of you that produces your ideas, produces your energy, produces even your love for an idea, right? Even that you don't choose, you don't author that. You're not quite sure why you like something that you came up with. You can tell yourself a story. You could say, ah, that's a good idea because it has gesture and these kinds of lines and it's divided this way and the composition is strong for such and such and such and such and such reasons. And all of that is indeed just a story because nobody knows how any of that works. Nobody. All the quote-unquote rules and guidelines about things like composition and contrast and everything that we might uh, hold our chins over at an art gallery to try to explain why we like something. No one, no one knows if any of that stuff is real. No one knows how any of that works. If you're a very science-minded person, the science has done nothing but contradict all of that. All of the time-tested rules of composition seem to have, according to eye tracking, given way completely to the fact that people just look at the heads. So you can't base your assessments on things like that. You can't, you don't have full access to why you like an idea, where ideas come from. They just sort of erupt up and you don't choose what you cling to and what you don't cling to that comes from that space. So what will you do with that then? Will you be impatient with it? That's the only place the things you love come from. You're not going to be impatient with that. You're not going to harm that place. You don't want to dilute that subtle energy that is the very wellspring of all of your vivaciousness and energy for your practice that you've experienced over the years. You're not going to harm that. No. Once you become more familiar with that and have spent more and more time recognizing it so as to solidify your understanding and belief and certainty about the nature, the fundamentally mysterious nature of that place from which the practice comes, the more inclined you will be to be patient with it and to be patient with the rest of the practice. And that is the gateway to all good things in art. That you will not be able to work hard if you don't have the patience to sit there and do the work, even when things are uncertain, and they are always uncertain. 
You will not have the patience to start again when you have done one big project and the moment it's done, well, it's gone now. It's out in the world and on to the next thing. You're not going to have the patience to restart and keep going. When something's going wrong in a piece, you're not going to, when something's going wrong in a piece, you're not going to have the patience to fix it, to redraw, repaint, restart. Patience is everything in this. And the great thing about it is that patience only asks you to slow down, to not do anything. You are exercising your patience when in the face of frantic, anxious energy, in the middle of a piece, at the end of a piece, just whatever is happening when you just want to quit the whole journey, all patience is asking from you is that you sit and do nothing. And do nothing. Just take a moment to breathe. It's amazing that that can be, no, it's amazing that that can feel so difficult to do. But in reality, in any given moment, it never is. Thanks for drawing today.